Welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast, helping you invest in property for freedom, choice, and profit. You'll learn new, innovative, and multiple streams of property income, whether you want to start, scale, or systemize, and even if you don't have deposits. Hi, it's Rob Moore here, and I'm going to be doing some live feed videos just for VIP members, uh, sharing some of the chats I have with the Rob and Mark VIPs and um, hoping to help you move forward on the VIP program and build a bigger, better property portfolio. And in the future, I may then post some of these as podcasts. So if you're listening and you're not a VIP, but you're hearing this on the podcast, that explains why. So let's get straight into it. I'll make them pretty short, hopefully sort of five to seven minutes each, one specific subject each time. This specific subject is the debate of, you know, should you focus on getting your deals from one place, like an estate agent or an auction, or should you try and get um, you know, many different deals from many different platforms? And um, my first marketing coach completely changed my opinion on this back in 2006. And I'll share with you what he said and how it's helped at the end of the video in, in sort of three or four minutes time. Uh, now, the reason I'm sharing this video with you is because I have a lot of discussions with VIP members and progressive community members who make comments like, well, you, you know, you don't get the best deals at auctions because everyone bids them up and gets emotional. Or you get the best deals at auctions because most people don't go to auctions. Or you don't get the best deals at estate agents because the estate agents are always trying to get the maximum price. Or you do get the best deals at, with estate agents because if you've got a good relationship, they'll give you off-market deals. Deal sources are great. Deal sources are not great, etc. You get it. So first off, let's list some of the places you can get deals. I want you to sort of tick or cross and check if you're actually getting deals from these places. Uh, and if you're not getting deals from these places, are you at least learning these strategies to get deals from these places? So are you attending auctions? Are you sending letters, you know, direct letters to specific houses with for sale signs or, you know, whatever? Are you uh, looking into and researching probate properties? Are you doing leafleting, postcarding, direct to vendor marketing? Are you looking through all the newspaper ads and maybe doing some newspaper ads with the, the, the newspapers and publications that your particular type of vendors are, you know, are, are reading? Are you, for example, going to estate agents, residential and uh, commercial estate agents for commercial? Are you getting referrals from vendors when you're in their house and maybe you're doing a deal with them? Of course, I could go on and on about the different types of deals. We've taught you all of those in the masterclass because um, if you're a VIP, if you love to travel like me and you understand the power in escaping the money for time exchange trap, but you just don't know how to do it, then building an Airbnb consultancy business could be exactly what you have been looking for. Right now in the UK, there is a completely untapped opportunity through helping struggling Airbnb hosts by turning around their underperforming properties and generating you huge commission payments in the process. We are going to teach you all of the tools and all of the techniques that we've learned over the last five years through building our very own multiple six-figure Airbnb business, arming you with everything that you need to swoop in and save the day. Minimal startup costs, zero risk, and almost unlimited potential. Sound good? Welcome to the Airbnb Consultant. Contact us through any of the channels included in the studio notes to get the conversation started. you've probably done the masterclass. Um, 
But some people are like, well, you know, I want to sort of use each one because then I'm hedging and, um, you know, I could I increase my volume of deals. Other people are like, well, I really want to focus on one because I think that works and I think they don't. So what uh, my first real marketing coach taught me in 2006, uh, and he was talking to me about marketing generally, but because I'm a property investor, he was linking it to property. And I'll do exactly the same thing for you after I've had a cough. <coughs> Excuse me. All right, so he knew I was getting all my deals from estate agents and it was going really well. And he said, Rob, that's great, but if you lose your two best estate agents, which by the way, we did um, you know, within the next say 18 months, then you may have zero deals. And that could be a huge problem, you know, especially as you tell me you want 50 in the next year and 100 in the next year. I had all these ridiculously massive plans, you know, um, as a sort of pause aside, um, you know, sometimes when you're setting your goals on VIP, you don't know whether to be optimistic or a bit realistic. And probably the ideal is somewhere in the middle. If you're over optimistic like me and you want 158 million properties in seven minutes, you know, you're going to get it. If you only get 12, you kind of feel demotivated. You start questioning yourself. You start questioning the training. You start questioning everything. But it's just because you had an unrealistic expectation. But of course, if you don't set yourself a pushy, stretchy target, what's the point in having mentors and being on VIP and, you know, um, having people who keep you accountable? So somewhere between realistic and optimistic. Mark is like pessimistic. So Mark's like, oh, well, we might do one deal in this next millennium, maybe, if the things don't go wrong and everything crashes. And I'm like, oh, we can take, we can buy the whole of Peterborough in seven minutes. And I think that's a nice little balance somewhere in the middle. All right, so let's go back. So um, my marketing coach said to me, Rob, if your estate agent goes or that one marketing source dries up, you're in a lot of trouble. Uh, so what I believe you need to do is if you're sourcing 20 deals a year, for example, it would be best if you got one deal from 20 different sources than 20 deals from one source. And, and that made me stretch my brain and stretch my strategies to go to auctions, even though I think I didn't think I needed to because I was getting good deals from agents and going direct to vendor, which was a bit out of my comfort zone because in 2006, I wasn't really comfortable with negotiating direct to vendor because I hadn't really got that many properties and I was still pretty introverted from my art days. Um, but, you know, I was pushing myself out of my comfort zone. I was doing what my coach taught me. What's the point in having a mentor and then not doing what they say? So I went and did this and it really helped. And, and what we found is some of our best deals are from leaflets, but we don't get as many as we do from estate agents. So we get good volume and good prices, but not quite as good with leaflets. We do find that direct to vendor um, is generally the best price, but it's often the most work because, you know, you've got to go to the vendor, you know, sit in their house, be with them, you know, all of these different things that you have to do. Whereas if you source from an estate agent, it's very much hands off. What you find with a deal sourcer is it's probably the most hands off, but it's probably the least good deal out of the three I've told you because, you know, just by human nature, you're always going to source the best deal for yourself than someone's going to source for you. So what I would just say to you is, sort of open your mind don't make any judgments like auctions are great off markets are great deal sources are bad estate agents are bad think all of them oh yeah just move my microphone there all of them could get great deals all of them could not get great deals um you know and the reality is there's some great deals to be had at auctions there's some poor deals to be had at auctions there's some great deals with great estate agents and some poor deals with poor estate agents you'll go to, so go to some vendors and they want 10 grand more for their house but you'll go to another one you know, who's going through maybe a divorce or probate or they're relocating and you'll get a good deal. So it's not like any one marketing for your deals vehicle or method is better or worse. They're all different. And over time, you get some great ones from auctions at certain parts of the cycle and some great ones from agents at other parts of the cycle, you know, direct defender at other parts of the cycle, etc. 
Okay, so let's summarise. Start expanding where you're sourcing your deals from. Now, don't try and learn all 20 in the next week because then you'll overwhelm yourself. So maybe you, you know, if you remember your 70-20-10 of your strategies, maybe with your deal sourcing, you have a 70-20-10 of where you source your deals. And then what you do is once you've got a good relationship with agents, that becomes more automated because they start passing you deals. And then maybe you scale up your direct vendor. And then when you're getting good deals from them, maybe you hire an assistant and you have some templated emails and text messages and responses and communication and, uh, and you move up through the 70, 20, 10. Okay, so hopefully that's helpful. But one final thing is anything you can do where you can leverage a relationship of an expert is going to A, give you good deals and B, it's going to give you leverage. So the reason we've always loved sourcing through agencies, when you find a good estate agent, you can be doing your day to day and you one day you get a call from an agent and they source you a great deal. Now you've educated them on what kind of deal you want, you know, so the maximum you'll pay, the kind of areas, the kind of yields, etc. What what type of property, what demographic graphic of tenant you would and wouldn't take. And so you educate them over time and then after a while they know only to call you with, you know, those kind of deals. And so what becomes an active a pushing strategy to find deals can become a passive pulling strategy to find deals. So building relationships with agents, you know, with brokers, with, um, you know, outsourcers, with the good deal sources that are out there are some good and there are a lot that aren't so good. Um, if you build the relationships, then you have the leverage, the trust, and that's when you can have some kind of more passive income and less active income. All right, so hopefully this very, not very first, I've done loads of VIP videos, but first for a while VIP live feed video and maybe podcast if you're listening was useful. Remember to have multimedia routes to channel for your marketing so that you de-risk one of them getting disrupted and you can scale up. Thanks. This has been Rob. If you don't risk anything, you risk everything.